Hi guys, uh, Pastor Greg Corcoran here from Battlefield Baptist Church. Uh, pray that this sermon is a blessing, an encouragement, and a challenge to you in your walk with the Lord. Additionally, I just wanted to say that if we here at Battlefield can ever be a blessing to you, please don't hesitate to contact us. And the best way to do that is through our website at battlefieldbaptist.org. Again, I pray this sermon blesses you, encourages you, and uh, that you'll fall more in love with God, more in love with his word, and more in love with people. Well, good morning, Battlefield. Merry Christmas. If you're able, will you stand and sing with us? We're going to sing Joy to the World.
worshiping with us as we sing Jesus Messiah.
Thank you for worshiping. You may be seated. Good morning. <laughs> Who scared me as much as it scared you? It is good to be in God's house, amen? Isn't God good? Man, I'm looking forward to uh, our time with the choir, but first of all, just let me say thank you. Get, first of all, to the children who sang in between. I know it's like, it was like a log jam out there, but wasn't that good? And uh, I'm a little bit jealous. They got to wear their pajamas. I'm like, I could have worn my pajamas. No, it, it's good to be in God's house and uh, thankful for the kids and Jackie putting that together and being able to sing this morning for us as uh, we made our way from Bible study to service this morning. But if you're visiting with us for the first time or you're joining us uh, for the first time in a while, man, you have honored us with your presence. I want to encourage you to either grab one of those connection cards uh, right there in front of you in the seat back, fill that out, or you can text the word visitor to the number on the screen here. And just, we just want to have a record of your visit. I will not send Travis to your front door to hunt you down. All right? Not this week. Maybe next week, okay? Uh, we just want to have a record of visit. And here's what I want to ask you to do. Whether you do it online or one of those handheld cards, after the service, if you'll just come by and drop it off at the information desk as you get ready to exit, we have a gift there. We just want to say thank you uh, for coming and being a part of our services this morning. And uh, you have really blessed us and honored us by being here. Uh, certainly, this is the greatest opportunity we have to gather together to celebrate the Christ of Christmas. Amen? And uh, we've got a lot of opportunities to do that this week. We have a uh, service today that you're here. Uh, Wednesday night, by the way, Wednesday night, I know Travis will make these at the end. I think uh, give us a reminder. But Wednesday night, Moms and Dads, is the Awana uh, Christmas Store. And so Wednesday night, Awana Christmas Store, we'll have Bible studies for everybody as well. And then uh, next Saturday, 5 o'clock for our Christmas Eve service. And then Sunday morning, I know, listen, I know everybody wants to get up and open up their presents and, and whatnot. Sunday morning, we're going to gather for worship at 10 a.m., just one service. And here's what we're going to do. After we worship together, uh, before you leave, we're going to encourage you to stop by the coffee cafe and have a little bit of Christmas punch and some birthday cake, amen, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. You know, he was born to die for you and for me, for the sin of the world. What a Savior we serve today, and uh, I will tell you, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing to be here with you this morning. I want to ask you to keep a couple of uh, families in prayer. I was talking with Brother uh, Steve Hummer. He was telling me about his brother-in-law, Bob May, I believe, lives over in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and has had some health issues, and uh, it was looking like he was going to have uh, some very serious surgery last night or either last night or this morning. And so we want to keep uh, Bob May, if you would, keep Bob May in prayer. He may be in surgery as we are gathered here this morning. We give God the praise for what he did this week. I know that speaking of the Hummer family, Wanda and Alice's sister, Tammy Lloyd, I asked you last week to be praying for her as she went to Charlottesville for a stint. And and so we praise the Lord on portion of the uh, report, but we also want to continue to keep Tammy in prayer. Uh, we give God the glory for what he did in Barry Barlow's surgery. And so keep praying for, Bar, uh, for Barry and Dina. They are still up in Philadelphia uh, this morning, and we'll be having some follow-up appointments tomorrow, I believe, uh, uh, from that surgery. And Lord willing, uh, 
the Lord has placed everything exactly as it should be, and so Barry will be able to experience the relief that he desires. And then I want to ask you, as, as, uh, as your pastor, just to continue to pray. Uh, some of you have heard already, and some of you have not heard. Certainly no strangers to Battlefield. We want to ask you to pray for Roger and Wanda uh, Beavers, Jason and the entire family. Uh, this is uh, Linwood and Joe's uh, brother, Roger. Uh, their, uh, one of their sons, Joshua, went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly Friday evening, real late Friday night. And so I'd ask you to pray for the entire Beavers family. Many of them are seated back here this morning. I know that Roger and Wanda would appreciate our prayers as they uh, really are dealing with the loss of uh, their, their beloved son this morning. And, uh, but man, let's do this. Let's pray as a church family. And then we're going to get right into uh, this this wonderful opportunity that the choir has put together, and uh, very very thankful for Chad Alestock. And in fact, would you give Chad? Where are you? Come here, and would you give Chad a hand beforehand? <laughs> I appreciate Chad. Chad Chad really stepped up this year, and uh, really, you know, the Lord placed him here right at the right time, and really has stepped up. And and uh, the choir behind me feels the same way. And uh, we're very, very thankful for you, Chad. And uh, looking forward to Christmas in his presence here in just a moment. But let's do this. Let's draw our hearts together as a body in prayer this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for all the miracles of the day, all the miracles of this week. Lord, we thank you for showing yourself strong in these surgeries, in these procedures. Lord, I thank you for showing yourself strong in my life. God, for how you work this week. And Lord, we just give you the praise. We give you the honor and the glory because you deserve it. We thank you for how you have worked and how you have drawn us together for this, for this moment, for this time, that we could celebrate these songs and be reminded that the greatest Christmas is the one that we spend in your presence. Lord, I pray that today, if there's somebody in this room or somebody watching that has never never experienced the Christ of Christmas. Maybe they've heard about Jesus Christ, but maybe they've never really truly experienced the Christ of Christmas. God, I pray that today that through the singing of your word and the wooing of your Holy Spirit and the teaching of your word, God, that you would draw them unto yourself where they might find forgiveness of sin and life everlasting. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for all your amazing gifts. Lord, I pray that you will be honored in these next few moments of time, as we give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor, for you are worthy of it. And we pray this in the precious and powerful name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake, amen. Christmas in his presence.
Rejoice, Christ has come. Rejoice, our Savior is among us. And in his coming, he has opened heaven's door. In his coming, he has shown us the way. In his coming, he calls us before eternity's throne. Christ is born today. Christ was born to save. Christ was born for this. Emmanuel, God is at last with us. He left his celestial splendor to be born in the most humble of circumstances. A rough stable, a common manger, a dark and silent night. And in coming to our earthly plane, we have been ushered into his very presence. And oh, what a holy invitation to marvel with the shepherds, to worship with the kings, to sing with the host of heaven. We are forever transformed by his presence, and we will never be the same. For this is Christmas. This is the miracle of incarnate love. To stand in the presence of the Father. To bow in the presence of the Son. The miracle began thousands of years ago in the sacred words of Scripture and the solemn songs of the prophets. The world was waiting in darkness. But God's promise assured his people that his presence would one day live among them. Lift up your eyes, cried Isaiah. The Lord's glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn.
And so God's appointed time had come. The world had never heard of a devout Nazarene girl who would be chosen by Jehovah. Her name was Mary. The world took little notice of an obscure village hidden in the Judean evening. Its name was Bethlehem. But on this holy night, the world would change forever with the birth of a tiny baby. His name was Jesus. Been at least a million before. Was there any raw expectation? Like there was some kind of something in store? Did the sky have to hold back the thunder? Did the moon find new reasons to glow? Could the children somehow sense the wonder? Two thousand Decembers ago. Were the sheep as amazed as the shepherds at the new sign that lit up the sky? Did the willow trees whisper excitement to the rivers and streams passing by? Did the joy
Christ is born, Emmanuel is with us, and high above the hills of Bethlehem, the night sky was filled with the heavenly host.
The angelic cries of Gloria still ringing in their ears, the shepherds ran to find the newborn king. Starlight led them to a sleeping village in a forgotten stable, and there in the shadows they encountered the breathless joy of a new family. One by one, the shepherds knelt in the presence of heaven's child. The only gift they had to offer was the praise of their lips and the worship of their hearts. She rocked her tiny baby to warm him from the cold. Hardly what she pictured in the prophecies of old. It seemed almost impossible to think it could be true. But as she pondered in her heart, she knew this was heaven's child, this was heaven's child, in an earthen stable, wrapped in glory, meek and mild, Joseph wept with wonder, as Mary sweetly smiled, because they knew 
Heaven's child was now the world's savior. The infinite had become an infant, a throne had become a manger, and an angelic chorus a mother's lullaby. God's promise was fulfilled, but the story was not over. Because of his birth, we no longer fear the grave. Because of his birth, we are offered life everlasting. He has opened heaven's door, so we may stand in his presence. He has called us before eternity's throne, so that we may kneel in his presence.
thank you, choir. I tell you what, Joy to the World was one of my favorite Christmas carols growing up as a kid. And uh, I don't know about you, but I imagine all of us had favorite Christmas memories or favorite Christmas traditions that when we think back on Christmas, they're the ones that come to mind. One of the ones for me was my, my grandma used to make the best peanut butter fudge. And uh, I remember as a kid, must have been a little kid, uh, I remember as a kid going to her house and up on the Butcher Block Island that my grandpa had, had got, well, that's a long story, we won't talk about that, um, my grandpa had gotten, up on top of the Butcher Block was, that's where they put all the baked goods. And the baked goods they put there because they didn't think the kids could get them. Well, let me tell you, we could. And I remember as a kid reaching up as high as I could to grab that tin of peanut butter fudge. And then we would enjoy some and put it back, and the adults never knew. Now, I, I think that, that that Butcher Block Island has shrunk because Courtney and I have it now, and it's only like this tall. And so I'm not sure what's going on there. But anyway, Christmas traditions, Christmas memories, we all have them. Uh, I don't know, it may be that, that your Christmas tradition is decorating Christmas cookies, or, or uh, maybe it's building gingerbread houses like the teens did last night. Or, or maybe it's uh, maybe maybe you're the family that decorates the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, uh, or maybe you spend Christmas Eve uh, at a Christmas Eve service. Whatever the case, we all have traditions, and one of the ones that probably sticks out the most in my mind from my childhood was at Christmas time. We always used to stop and take a few minutes before we open presents to read the Christmas story. Now, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't take a long time, but it was, it was something that, that made an impact on me. And it was just a few minutes that we spent in his presence. Now, I know in the busyness of, of this last week before Christmas, things get, things get a little crazy. But here's what I want to encourage you to do this morning. Spend some time, purpose, Plan, plan ahead to make some time to spend time in his presence. In the Christmas story, if you will, I almost hate calling it a story because it really happened. Uh, but in the Christmas story, for lack of a better word, there were three groups of people that came into the presence of Jesus during, the, the, during that, that time. The first ones were the shepherds. The shepherds were the first ones that heard the news, right? We sang about it a minute ago. We all know the story, how the angels came and they talked to the shepherds. And, and, the, and what did the shepherds do? The shepherds took off and, and went directly to, to see what was going on. We find that in Matthew chapter number one. Let's see here. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Matthew chapter one. Uh, I'm going to get that wrong. Hold on for a second. It's Matthew chapter, Luke chapter number two. Well, I'm all messed up. Hold on for a second. I got my verses mixed up. Luke chapter number two and verse 10. The Bible says, And the angel said unto them, talking to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then he tells them, the angel tells them a little bit about how to find him. But I think it's important that we stop for a second and think, who were these shepherds? Who, who was so important that God sent the angels to tell them first about the birth of Jesus? They were the lowliest of the low. 
In that culture, the shepherds were considered the, the bottom rung of society. But God saw fit to tell them first. And let me, let me furthermore, we, we're going to read on here in just a second. Uh, the angels talked to him. They went, uh, the, the, uh, the shepherds took off and they said, well, I guess, I mean, let's be honest. If an angel tells you to go do something, you're probably going to go do it, right? So, so, the, so the shepherds take off and they go to find the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. They find him and, and they worship. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. And they came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, a manger. And when they had seen it, what did they do? They made it known abroad. You know, it's interesting that when you spend time in the presence of Jesus, it changes your life. When, when, you, when you come face to face with Christ, it changes your life. And these shepherds, the bottom rung of society, but God saw fit to tell them first. They went, they rushed to Bethlehem. They get to Bethlehem, they find Jesus, they worship him. And what do they do? The first thing they do, they give the only thing they have to give. They give their time. And they leave the manger and they go and they make the saying known abroad. Verse 17 says, when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And then the Bible doesn't tell us how long, but after a while, they, uh, they uh, let's see here, jump down to verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. You know what? When God, when you come into the presence of Jesus, when God brings you to the point of, of, of interacting with the Lord, it changes your life. And the natural outflow of that is you want to give something in return. And the shepherds gave the only thing they had, and that was their time. But then you kind of have to read between the lines a little bit there in verse number 20 to see that they, they went and they shared. I don't know how long they shared the, the, the story for. I bet you it was the rest of their lives. I doubt they went back to their sheep and said, well, that was nice. So what are we doing tomorrow? I imagine they told, they, everybody that would listen to them, they told them. But not only do we find the shepherds, we also find the wise men. The wise men came into, into contact, into the presence of Jesus. Now, it was a couple years later, uh, but, uh, but the wise men showed up. We, we learned a little bit about the wise men back in Matthew chapter number 2. In Matthew 2, we find that uh, when they were come into the house, now, I should probably set this up a little bit, the wise men were, were the, the ruling class of their society. They were from a different culture. But they were, the, they were the scientists of the day. They were well-educated. They knew their stuff. They were, they were obviously wealthy. And these men, I, you know, I don't know how it happened exactly, but I can imagine that, that one night they were out watching the stars and charting the stars. And suddenly, off in the night sky, they see this brilliant flash. And then there's a star that appears. I don't know, maybe it was the angels that showed up to the shepherds that kind of announced and got the attention of the wise men. Who knows? Well, I mean, we're kind of reading stuff into it a little bit there. But, but what was it that drew, drew their attention? They, were, they had things going on in their lives. But when they came into the presence of Jesus, or at that point, when they, they realized something's going on, something's going on over there, we need to go figure it out. They packed themselves up and took off. 
They packed themselves up and, 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 and prepared for months-long journey, if not years. When the wise men got to Jesus, they, uh, they got to the house. And I can tell you, maybe we'll jump back in here. When they, uh, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they'd opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What did we say just a minute ago about the shepherds? When you come into the presence of Jesus, it changes your life. And the natural outcome of that is the, the desire to give something in return. The, the, the wise men gave the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We all know that, right? But if you stop to think uh, what that meant, those gifts were prophetic. Gold was a gift for a king. Frankincense was used in worship. That was a gift for a priest. And myrrh was, a, myrrh was used in burial and embalming. That was a gift for a sacrifice. And so the kings, whether they had studied the, the scrolls of Isaiah or where they got their information, or maybe it was just God's direction. But when they came into the presence of Jesus, the only thing they could do was give of what they had. They gave their treasure. But then there's one little tidbit here that I think it's worth, uh, it's worth looking at. That next verse says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And, you know, a lot of times we read past that. We don't think too much about it. We, well, of course, you know, they, he's, uh, well, God told them an angel. God told them to go a different way. Of course you're going to go a different way, right? But if you stop to think that as the ruling class of their society... They knew who the Roman Empire was. They knew who Herod was. And Herod had given them a specific instruction. But when they came into the presence of Jesus, and then God told them, go a different way, they didn't, they, they didn't spend the time considering the fear of man. They recognized that there was something going on here, and they followed a different path. They followed the path that God put them on. When you come into the presence of Jesus, it changes your life. And then there's one other group that had uh, a specific interaction with Jesus that Christmas. That was Mary and Joseph. You know, it, it, when you think of Mary and Joseph and who they were, it's important to understand that Mary and Joseph were just like you and me. They weren't special people necessarily, other than the fact that they were favored of the Lord. They were just like you and me. And when they gave, well, what did you say? They gave themselves. They gave their lives. From the moment that the, that the angel back in Matthew 1 came to Joseph and said, here's what's going on. Go ahead and don't fear to take Mary as your wife. And what does the Bible say? Joseph got up and took unto Mary his wife. And in Luke chapter 2, we find an angel comes to Mary and says to Mary, okay, here's what's going on. You're highly favored among women. Here's what's going on. And Mary said, be it unto me as you've said. From that point forward, their lives were never the same. Their lives changed dramatically. Can you imagine, you know, Mary and Joseph were real people, right? They had the emotions and feelings just like we have. Mary and Joseph lived in town. You realize that Mary's friends didn't believe her. 
you realize that Joseph's friends were like, man, you're, you're still going to marry her? You realize that as they walked around town, they got the side eye. You realize that as they lived their life, everybody always questioned. And then if you fast forward a little bit, you know, their, their life was never the same. If you fast forward a little bit to the time after Jesus was born, the kings come, right? And, and they, go to, they go to Herod and say, where's the newborn king? And Herod says, uh, Herod says uh, what? Uh, and, and so they, the, the kings get to, uh, the kings, the wise men get to Bethlehem. And then they go the other way, like we just said, right? But then what happens? Herod tries to kill the babies. And so an angel of the Lord comes to Mary and Joseph and, they, and he tells them, go to Egypt, save your life, save, save Jesus' life for sure, and probably your own lives too. You realize Mary and Joseph just wanted a normal life. They weren't going to have it. When they accepted what God had for them, they gave of themselves. And when they gave themselves, that gift, that gift of themselves changed everything. They got the side eye around town. Two, you know, it had been two years since the birth of Jesus before they left for Egypt, probably, give or take. They were just settling into normal life. Things were just getting to, back to whatever normal looks like. Things were just getting back to normal when they're up and they have to uproot and go again. And then it's back to Nazareth. You know, and, and I, I suppose it's worth, it's worth stopping to consider as well that as you approach the end of Jesus' life, we don't see Joseph necessarily, um, but, but Mary, you know, I didn't mention this a minute ago. Maybe I should stop and say this. Mary and Joseph were blessed beyond measure. Can you imagine being the mother and the earthly father of Jesus? The blessing, the fullness that they enjoyed being the mother and earthly father of Jesus would have been amazing. But there's a flip side to the coin as well. You realize that Mary had to listen to what people said about Jesus. You realize that she had to watch what people did to Jesus. You realize that at the end of the day, she sat at the foot of a cross and watched them crucify her son for something she knew he didn't do. Each one of these groups, the, the, the shepherds, and then the wise men, and then Mary and Joseph, when they came into the presence of Jesus, it changed their life. And when it changed their life, as a result, they gave something in return. Here's what I learned about the, the Christmas story this year. When we have the opportunity to come into the presence of Jesus, it will change our lives. Let me encourage you this year. Don't rush through the Christmas season. Don't let it rule you and what you're doing. Stop. Spend some time in his presence. Spend some time considering the things of the Lord. I don't know if you've ever heard the poem. It says, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I'd, I'd bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I'd do my part. But what can I give him? I'll give him my heart. And this morning... In the quietness of this moment, 
Let's stop just for a few minutes and ask the Lord to bless this Christmas season and a purpose in our hearts to spend time in his presence. Let's do this. Let's have everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And let me ask one more question. If you don't know the Jesus we're talking about, if you don't know what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus, we want to tell you about it. It's a life-changing experience. Uh, Pastor Travis and Pastor Larry are down here. We would love to take a few minutes to talk to you. If you can quietly just come down front here, we would love to take a Bible and show you what it means to spend time in his presence. Let's take a few minutes. The altar's open. Take a few minutes to talk to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are to each and every one of us. Lord, if we know you as, as our Savior, you live within us. You're a part of us. Thank you for being who you are to each and every one of us. Thank you for allowing us to live in your presence. And Lord, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, I pray that they will not leave this morning without talking to one of us. Lord, we want to share what you've done in our lives, our testimonies, our, our, our story of, of what happened in our lives. When you came into, into our life, when, when we spent time, when we finally had the opportunity to spend time in your presence. Lord, thank you for loving us and for caring for us. Thank you for sending your son to die for us. I pray that you'll allow this morning's message, allow this morning's program to be a blessing to your church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now we know as Christians what it's like to live in the presence of Jesus. And I hope this week you'll spend some time purposefully doing that. But there's one more thing, one more time that we're going to see Jesus in a different light. You know, when Jesus left, and we find it in Acts chapter 1, Jesus left and, and the, he, the Bible tells us they were walking along the road, and, and as he was blessing them, he, he went up uh, in a cloud, took him. Uh, and then there were two guys in white clothes, the, the Bible tells us. And the people Jesus was with were obviously standing there looking up into the sky. And the guys, the angels presumably, said, what are you looking for? This same Jesus that you've seen is coming back again. And one of these days, very soon, I believe, very soon Jesus is going to come and he's going to say, okay, church, it's time. I want you to come spend some time in my presence. I don't know that it's going to happen this way. Maybe it will, but I like, to, I like to think about it. But maybe Jesus comes and he takes us with him. And we find ourselves in the throne room. And, and one day we look off to the side and we see Abraham and Isaac. And we think, man... It's crazy how that turned out. 
And, or, or maybe over in this corner you see Paul and Barnabas. And Paul and Barnabas are, are, are chatting with a group of Christians and you think, well, it's good to see they're back on speaking terms. But then you see, then you see Barabbas and the thief on the cross. And you walk past him and you hear one of them say, did you ever think you'd be here? And the other one said, no, but Jesus said I could come. I don't know what it's going to be like, but one day, if we're standing around the throne room and an angel stands up and he says, all rise to stand before the king. All rise to stand in the presence of the Holy One. All rise to worship your Messiah. And then we'll get to spend some time in the presence of Jesus. As I stood before him face to face, I was gloriously made new. There was a great and awesome presence and a light as bright as day. As I bowed to kneel with the angels, I heard the Spirit say, In the presence of the Holy One, arise, arise, as we worship the Messiah, arise.
Amen. Amen. Christmas in his presence. Let the choir hear it one more time. Hey, you may be seated for just a moment. What a, what a tremendous job. Choir, I know how much extra time you guys have put into this, how many extra hours you spent practicing, and we got to hear the fruits of your labor and how good of a job you guys did for the Lord this morning. Thank you so much. Also, thank you so much to Denise Jacobs. I don't know if you know, every time the lights change, yeah. Yeah, every time the lights changed, that wasn't just like, it just wasn't happening, right? Like she, she spent countless hours up here putting that together. Thank you so much. That was beautifully done. Um, also, Pastor Greg, what a great job with that song. But listen, yeah, okay. So listen, you don't know, we did the mic thing on purpose, right? His mic dying out is a lot like our lives. Like we were dead and powerless because of our sin. And then Jesus came, right? So listen, just like we planned, just like we planned. No, no, listen, uh, really, one of the narrators had something um, that really spoke to me. Um, Bella had said, the infinite became an infant, right? Do you understand? Like the, the creator, the omniscient, all-powerful creator of the universe became an infant, Right, And when you understand the purpose, why he did that, because like Pastor Greg's mic, I was dead in my sins, but he came to this earth so that I could have life. Right, He came to this earth to die for me. I don't know, man. The infinite became an infant. That spoke to me. And listen, when the knowledge of that goes from here to here, right, the knowledge of, listen, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. I am helpless without Jesus Christ. Right? But the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. Man, I pray that you wouldn't leave here before you do that, if you've never done it. Right? Don't worry about the words to say. Don't worry about it. It's not about some prayer of special magic words or some potion we throw out, sprinkle you with holy water. You call upon the name of the Lord with a sincere and repentant heart, and the Bible tells us he's faithful and just to forgive. I pray that you won't leave without having done that. 
without truly spending Christmas in his presence this year. I just have a few quick announcements, and then we'll be out of here. Um, the Awana store, like we mentioned earlier, is Wednesday night, this Wednesday night. This is all the things the Awana kids have been working for, earning their points, and then they get to spend it all on you and buy you Christmas presents. You're welcome. Uh, Christmas Eve service. Uh, that will be on Christmas Eve, actually on Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. Uh, right here. And then Christmas morning, we will be meeting 10 a.m. only. There are no Bible studies that morning. And then stick around right after service. Just eat yourself a piece of Christmas cake. Right, That's the prime, the prime, prime the pump before Christmas dinner. Um, and then one final announcement. If you've worked in children's ministry all the way from, from nursery this year, to Awanas, um, any form in children's ministry, if you could just make your way, as soon as we dismiss, to the coffee cafe. Um, I think Jackie is going to open up the Word of God and have another service for you. No, she, she just wants to, uh, I think she has a gift for you guys. She just wants to say thanks, something like that. So uh, I don't really know. I'm not in on the secret. So just head back um, to the coffee cafe directly after service if you have worked in children's ministry at all this year. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for Jesus, for the infinite who became an infant for us. God, thank you for all the hard work of all the people today. We pray that everything that's been said and done has been glorifying to you this morning. God, as we're getting ready to go our separate ways, we pray that you would dismiss us with blessings and that you would keep us safe and that you would bring us back into your house again at your next appointed hour. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.